welcome to Becoming Intuitive, the podcast that helps you tap into your intuitive nature. I'm your host, Gabrielle, a spirit channel, energetic healer, and intuitive coach. And this is where we demystify what it means to be intuitive. We discuss topics from light beings to psychic mediums and anywhere in between. So what are you waiting for? Let's get intuitive. Hey, 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 everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. I am so grateful that you're here. I'm really excited for today's session because I'm chatting to one of my friends, one of my students, and to just an overall amazing human being, mother, and intuitive. So I want you guys to welcome Kirsten for me. Hey, Kirsten. Hi, how are you? I am so well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat to you today. Same. I think we're going to have some really juicy conversations and to be able to like really rawly bring what it's like to be on that intuitive journey and to see it unfold because I've spoken many times about my own journey, but it's going to be so beautiful to hear about your journey and your evolution and just to give people another perspective of what intuition and how you can grow through it can really happen because so many people I always hear and we had it last week where people said I just don't have time to be intuitive or go on this journey it's just too busy and you're definitely the case for me of I can do it all so Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you're here and we can chat about it so before we jump in and I ask you all the juicy questions what does intuitive mean to you Yeah, such a great question. I think of being intuitive as trusting self. So, um, yeah, looking back on my life, I always did trust my intuition. Sometimes I didn't act on it or listen to it, but um, I always had that gut feeling about people, places and situations. So I would say with your intuition just to trust it, to listen to it um, because it always does take us on the right path. Mm, So powerful. So these are my two stock standard questions for anyone who's on my podcast, but do you mind telling us a bit about your story and do you mind going back pre before you were like, yes, I'm psychic, just so people can get like a real gist of what it's like to have that journey and take up as much space because your story is powerful and I really want you to share it with the world yeah okay great so um so I was the oldest of three children I have a younger brother and sister um my parents always tell this story that when my brother was a toddler he didn't really talk much and I would pretty much talk for him Um, one of his only few words that he would say was juice and that was for everything, food, drink, toys. So he would say, I want juice. And I would say, no, mum, he wants this. So I believe now knowing what I know that I was telepathically reading him and just intuitively picking up on what he needed. Um, And then, yeah, growing up, um, I was that very emotional kid. 
I had these big emotions. Um, I was very sensitive, very shy. Um, yeah, sort of had a, a bit of a tough upbringing where I just felt like I wasn't seen, heard or understood. But then in saying that, I didn't really understand myself. Um, there was just these moments where I would think things like, oh, if I could just make it to this birthday or if I could just experience this or do that, it was like I felt like time was running out and that there wasn't enough time. But, again, I never really understood why I was thinking like that and never really told anybody that I was thinking that. Um, uh, and then, yeah, just, just yeah, feeling just very misunderstood and emotional, um, didn't really have the outlet to sort of, yeah, express myself. And that was sort of through primary school and high school. Um, yeah, I mean, career-wise, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, um, you know, going to to job to job. I ended up in property management of all things. Um, but luckily, like, I worked in a few places where I made some really good friends, which is probably why I stuck it out for so long. Um, I would just say, yeah, like, throughout my life, I just um, had this real need to try and help people and, um, you know, th there was times that I thought, you know, maybe I should be a counsellor and things like that, but I sort of listened to other people rather than listen to myself and my own intuition, so I never sort of followed through with anything like that, um, especially, you know, again, people would say, oh, no, you're too sensitive to do something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I sort of didn't listen to my intuition all the time. Um, and, and yeah, I would say that, sorry, just going back to, you know, wanting to help people, I, um, I sort of did that above looking after myself and then, you know, meeting my husband and having children even more so it was just like I did everything you know for my kids which is you know what what we do but I I always put myself on the back burner and I never made time for myself um and then I guess like I, I definitely feel like I did have a, a couple of different spiritual awakenings on, um, you know, a whole range of different levels. But really the, the last one that I had, which was 2020, um, I feel like my husband and I sort of started going through a spiritual awakening together, which... Um, funny enough started with a detox and a meal plan and to it was it was basically March 2020 COVID hit you know we were in lockdown um and you know I think my husband was just like well I want to get fit you know might as well do it now he fitted out the garage with a home gym 
And so it was his idea to go on this detox plan. And I think initially I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just do it for him. I'll, I'll just support him. You know, it's it's more so for him, not, not me. But really um, something basic like that, just changing your habits, whether it's food, alcohol, coffee, because detox is going back to basics, eating raw food. Um, that sort of had me questioning, like, what am I, what am I doing? Even though, um, you know, I was a pretty healthy eater. I could, I could see that I was emotionally eating sometimes and even like leaning on coffee and even sometimes like, I'll just have a glass of wine to make myself feel better. So it's not like there was like a problem, but I could definitely see that I was using those things as like a crutch to sort of get me through the day. Um, so, yeah, I would say that that was like the start of it, just just changing our diet and and exercising. And, and yeah, that was really the start of just like looking at my life and looking at um, what was working, what I was sort of leaning on, and I guess the start of realising that I was starting to suppress or I had been suppressing emotions and feelings rather than feeling them. Because I think, you know, as a mum, we have to get on with it sometimes and we don't allow ourselves like that time to really sit with what's coming up. Um, so that was, yeah, the start of it all really. And then I got into learning how to heal myself. I found healers, I found yourself and that was really what started it all. Mm. Yeah. It's so beautiful that your journey to your awakening was such a natural thing for you because it wasn't the traditional jump like into blackness. It was the, whoa, this is what it's like to look after self. And at the end of the day, my biggest belief system is we're human. We're meant to want to be here. We're meant to want to live wildly and free and be healthy because that's Mm -hmm. our true sovereign right. So Mm -hmm. finding it in that level and living and evolving through it has been so powerful to witness. And I think like that's only the start. Like how many like dark night of the souls can one person go on like how many do you believe that you've been through because I know that so many people go on so many Mm. um yeah I would say probably two or three um yeah I mean do you want me to chat about all of them or just I would love you like Whatever you feel called to share, follow your intuition yeah. because it will be powerful. Someone like so many people think that dark nights of the soul is like someone died and you were black and it was a room. Yeah. And the truth of it is, they're minor or big things. Like they're just shifting yeah. perspectives. Yeah. Well, I would say when I was 21, I was in quite a serious relationship you know it was somebody that I thought I was probably going to end up with and that relationship didn't work out 
Then a month later, my older brother, I have an older half-brother, he divorced from his wife. And then a couple of months after that, my parents separated. And it was a really messy time in my whole family's life. Um, There was a lot of conflict, a lot of emotions, you know, a lot of upheaval. Um, And I think at that time with all those relationships failing, it was like really a wake-up call to me that I guess I had this fairy tale in my head. Like I was telling myself, you know, you get married and, and that's it. You live happily after you have kids and like this, this is what it is. And that was like a big wake up call that like relationships are not easy and it takes a lot of work and sometimes it doesn't work out. And how important it was to make sure that you choose the right partner um so that was like a really dark time for me I was really emotional I was I was really not coping like to be honest and that's when I first started seeing a counsellor and when I had this idea that I wanted to help other people um because I saw how much of a difference it made for me like I was in bed like I could get out of bed you know the the times that I did go out I would go out with my friends and I would be like that emotional drunk I just was not coping and I didn't have the tools to cope I didn't know how to help myself so that was like my first awakening and like dark night of the soul I would say um And then the second time would have been when um, my husband and I, when we met six months later, I moved from the city in Perth to Margaret River, which is like a country town. And, you know, that was like a really happy and exciting time. But for me, I had never lived with someone before. Mm-hmm. and um you know I was moving well, it was a couple of things I was moving from the city to the country you know and I think like for me I was like rushing 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 I was working in property management it was stressful people were abusive um I was r- rushing from one appointment to the other driving around the city you know speeding Like I was just like rushing all the time. And um, I think I felt this pressure just to like be there for like friends and family and, you know, to do the right thing, to show up to things, to be social, to be this, to be that. I think there was like a lot of pressure that I put on myself. Um, And so moving away from that and really slowing down and, it, and moving to the country, it was like, wow, all that stuff that I thought was important and, like, especially material stuff, mm. you know, I was like, that's really not important. And this is, like, my time to really figure out, like, what what is important to me and what do I, like, want for my life, you know? And um, I think... You know, I don't want to, yeah, sort of, it's hard because, like, in the city, I think we are all so busy and rushing and in the country, everybody knows everybody. 
And it's like, it's just about community and about caring, you know, and caring and being there for each other and supporting each other. So it's just, it's very different. So, yeah, I feel like there was a, this stage where, yeah, I was trying to figure it all out. And funny enough, um, what sort of um, manifested in my life was that I developed an issue with my thyroid which was my immune system, like attacking my thyroid. So that's how that sort of manifested. Um, so I would say that, yeah, that was like the second awakening or dark night of the soul that I had. And then, yeah, last year, like I said, um, you know, we changed our diet and stuff. And I just really started looking at, you um, looking at my life and looking at um, all the trauma and grief and fear that I had been feeling. And I think like the, the real tipping point was in November 2020, I, um, I had another miscarriage. And so that was coming off suffering like in in a year a partial molar pregnancy then an ectopic pregnancy that I ended up losing my right fallopian tube and I ended up um with internal bleeding and yeah in in surgery and everything and then after that I suffered another three miscarriages so yeah, the last, the last miscarriage in November was just the tipping point where I just really was like, what, like, what am I doing? Do you know? Um, like a friend said to me, you're going to kill yourself trying to have a third baby. And, and that was kind of like, oh, gosh, like it, it has been pretty rough. Like, what am I doing? Um, <clears throat> and it, I really sort of just felt in my body that something wasn't right, but it wasn't physical. And I didn't really know what that meant. Um, and so I just felt like this calling that it was time to heal in any way and, and in all the ways that I could. So it was really, um, I think it was like, I can't remember, I think it was Christmas Day. And I had been talking to a healer and I had been healing myself and doing different things. And I just said to myself, what do I want to do next year? How am I going to go into next year? Is this, am I happy like living my life like this? And I just, I remember just sitting at my in-laws place and I just like made the decision like, next year is going to be about me and healing me. And that's really where it started. And yeah, my journey is very different to a lot of other people that I've spoken to. So yeah, I was, I was doing the work. I was, you know, looking at my life. And then when I um, started working with this healer, it was like fast, and I was in that dark night of the soul. Like I was in deep and it all happened like quickly. Like that first week of January, a lot of stuff was coming up. And, you know, I remember driving to work one day and I was just 
bawling, absolutely like inconsolable. Um, and I just remember calling my husband and being like, oh my God, like all this stuff was coming up. And I was, I just, yeah, I was just like, I just can't stop crying. And he was like, well, what are you doing? Like, you know, don't go to work, just, you know, what can I do sort of thing? And it was like that for probably eight weeks that I was just in the thick of it. (laughs) And I'm sure he was like, what is she doing? What has she got herself into? But I would say that um, enlisting that healer, like my healing was rapid. Like I saw rapid um, healing and just suddenly felt like this immense joy and happiness that I had not felt in so long. And it was like, wow, like this is like amazing. Like, yes, like you feel like these deep, like this deep hurt and this deep grief and anger. But then when it shifted and transmuted, it was like this amazing like light and love that replaced it. So, yeah, it was just like so magical. And I guess that's what spurred me on because I was like, this is like, this is how you can feel. Like I want more. (laughs) Yeah, and I think so many people don't understand that with a dark night of the soul, it is just a time of transmutation and we're moving the, and it was really interesting how you spoke about the thyroid issue, how it manifested in my physical body because Mm -hmm. what trauma is, is really unused or unseen or unheard energy that we're storing in our physical body. And if we don't look after that and if we don't look after ourselves and know ourselves well enough, like I'm actually angry today because so-and-so said this and I've got to run into another meeting and I'm not going to deal with it, that becomes stored anger. Mm-hmm. And anger is the hardest emotion to shift because it only resurfaces next time we get angry. And so many people feel that huge anger, that weight, in their chest they're not quite sure why it always only comes up next time they're angry because it's never been transmuted and it can turn into a multitude of different health problems right and I think really that's so important to point out because you were moving through all of that unused emotional stuff when we're talking about the healing was so rapid just so people Mm -hmm. can understand at a different level because Mm. there is so much that can be seen as trauma and we live in a society that's like trauma only looks like x exactly it has to be a big thing Mm -hmm. the truth is trauma is a five-year-old being unseen and unheard yes because that's shaping their reality from the time that we're zero to the time that we're eight we're learning that we are different and we aren't one with the objects around us Mm -hmm. that mommy and daddy are different beings right so they're shaping that reality but in that time whatever our belief system is so whatever we heard I'm going to use money because it's such a known example is if we hear our parents between the ages of like four and eight chat about money doesn't grow on trees becomes a belief system because I believe them with my whole heart because only four years ago I wasn't quite sure that I was separate from mum and dad or the couch I thought everything was oneness 
because we don't have that perceived ability. So it's really important to know that when we come here to this space of healing and moving and shifting, it's about doing the internal work, the questioning, the redefining, the re-belief systems to Mm. really shift things. And that's what you've done at such a rapid pace. Mm -hmm. Like I've not seen anyone transmute as fast as I feel like you have in such a small amount of time and that you really need to give yourself credit for because I can see the power that you hold and have because you've manifested your journey to be this quickly and everything in our life is such a manifestation and so many people believe that when we start talking about manifestation it can only be the good stuff but it's also the bad stuff as well so I think my next question for you is how did it feel going from that being healing and being in that cycle of healing to being able to walk someone else through their healing journey yeah um I think you know for me why I do this work why I want to be a psychic and a healer is because I have experienced so much grief loss you know I used to have anxiety and and all sorts of things and so I I feel like I really understand how it feels like how people feel um I have that great you know empathy for people but also being clairsentient I can feel it as well so I I I know it like in my heart and in my mind but I can I can feel what they're feeling in their body um and I guess like when we started working together and, um, you know, we started, you know, doing the different um, exercises and stuff and and when I really started to self-reflect, I was like, wow, I've actually been doing this already, Um, you know, reading energy and um, picking up on energy, but in my case, because I could feel the energy, I was carrying that around with me. So that's what sort of was weighing me down and why I was always so emotional. And so learning the tools to protect myself and to ensure that I'm a clear channel so I can help other people, um, yeah, is like one of the big things that sort of change things for me um just getting my energy back was like a huge thing I was you know exhausted and tired all the time so yeah there was definitely like this transition period where it was like okay well these are my gifts these are my abilities and um it was learning how to connect back with myself and call back my energy and yeah protect and then um and then really becoming like intuitive and reading energy became a lot easier because Mm -hmm. then I understood who I was what I was feeling and then I could recognize what wasn't mine and what I was picking up on and either if I was out to protect myself or if I'm doing a reading then I know that that's what is coming up for them and that is something that we need to discuss and I just 
love doing readings and interacting with people because it's like I can see what's holding them back and at the start of a reading you know sometimes we're yeah we're a bit unsure about what's going to come up and then and then towards the end it's like just this realization and they they just feel so much lighter because it's like someone is validating what they're already feeling and giving them clarity and direction and I can just see that change in them if that makes sense and it, it's really the first step to you know them learning about their intuition and connecting back to themselves and starting to heal you know on their journey so I just I, I get like I I'm on this high like afterwards because I, I can see like the difference in the session and then I really like to give people tools as to how to move in the direction that they're wanting to go and mm -hmm. to transmute, you know, what is coming up for them. Yeah. So everything that you're saying to me is very much to me, I can define it as an empath. So an empath is someone who's taking up and taking on everyone else's energy mm. and thus they can't feel their own self and they're not quite sure if it's self is it causing the anxiety or if it's a situation or if it's the person in front of them or is it all of the above so if someone's really resonating with this mm -hmm. what would you be their biggest tool that they can use to come back to self sovereignty to self-connection and just like start to heal that circle yeah um yeah, there's a couple of tools I would say just really try to get back to self and what I mean by that is sitting with yourself it doesn't have to be meditation but just feeling your body just start listening to your body because your body is telling you what is going on like I would hold anxiety in my stomach um and so your body is trying to tell you what's going on and just when I say connect back to self it's just being aware of okay right now I'm feeling grief why am I feeling grief and where where is this coming from um so it's having that awareness because once you have that you can see what is yours and what is someone else's um you know grounding is a great tool to ground back into your own energy and the earth um you know protection that can be you know a reiki spray or psychic spray or crystals or a mantra or you know there's so many different ways to protect your own energy but again just being aware of what is yours and what is not yours um I would say yeah those three tools are a really great place to start to get to really know yourself um mm. and then you can you know know what is yours and what is not yours yeah I think we're so used to being in the connected space to knowing ourselves yeah. to knowing how we feel 
it can feel so overwhelming for people at the start of this journey who are disconnected from self that don't even realize their anxiety or depression or their mood swings or their want to not do anything to have that Mm -hmm. zero motivation is coming from unresolved unseen unheard trauma so Mm -hmm. if you could look back on your life and give yourself some advice what would be the advice you would give to yourself um I find journaling like really helpful I mean you know if I if I went back 18 months ago and someone said to me to journal or to meditate I'd be like you know no I'm okay but like journaling really helps because it helps you self-reflect on how you're feeling and what's sort of coming up. Um, You know, talk therapy is really great, but you only have that therapist when you're there. You know, we need like coping mechanisms for every day. Um, So, you know, sit with your journal and I would just sit and write about, you know, I'm feeling fear about this. Why am I feeling fear? Where where does this come from? When have I felt fear before? Um, What is the fear about? Like I would just sit and write until something comes up or you start to feel better and you'll know, you'll know. Like that's really what I did at the start of my journey, just like really just write and just yeah, self-reflect on like everything. Um, It's like having a best friend, you know what I mean? In a journal, like it's just some, something to bounce, you know, those those emotions and those feelings off. Um, I mean, yeah, again, like meditation, um, just to sit with yourself and, and sometimes you can't always clear your mind, you know, thoughts come up, to-do lists come up, but that's part of it as well. Like, you know, the thoughts that come up, just be aware of those. Like, is it your ego telling you, you know, a story that's playing out in your life? Like you're not good enough. Um, you can't do this um you know you're not smart enough like just listen to those stories sometimes meditation isn't about clearing your mind it's about listening to the stories and really asking yourself why is this story coming up for me and and where did this story start like who whose belief is this because this isn't a belief that you want to carry um so yeah I would say like those two things I mean, they really made a big impact on my life and where I really started on my healing journey. So I feel like they're, and, you know, they don't cost anything either. Um, Like you can do that in the comfort of your own home whenever you're feeling whatever it is that you're feeling. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like they're really good places to start on your journey. Yeah, and I think it's so powerful to question your own belief system. Mm. And it's something that we're not taught to do. We're taught Mm. to believe in society's standards and we have to get a job and we have to rush and we can't be late to an appointment and other people's times is more important than our own. And Mm. it costs so much to have X, Y, and Z and you better make enough. Mm -hmm. And the process that you've been down is really defining 
what actually is mine and what do I want to take on this journey and letting go of the rest of society's BS because yeah. it's not serving humanity. Exactly. Yeah, like as a child, we form this attachment to like our, our parents and our extended family and, you know, carers and teachers. Um, but what we're not taught is that, you know, we, we take on these beliefs as our own to form this attachment to our family. But as we become into an adult, we're supposed to question everything and really, you know, determine what we want for our own life and ask ourselves whether we want to carry on those beliefs and values or whether, you know, we want to take another route and really, you know, change change our stories and beliefs and what we've been told because, um, you know, what, what's true for one person isn't for the other. So it's about, yeah, as coming into, you know, your 20s, you should be, like, questioning everything and really just figuring out, you know, w- what is important to you. Mm. Mm. And it's not too late to do it at any time. And oh, I no. think so many people get to a place where they've had children and most women become highly intuitive once they've had kids because they're carrying the energy of their child of the new age of the new frequency inside of them and it becomes part of them right Mm -hmm. and this is when they start the reflective journey and I'm seeing it at such a high level lately Mm -hmm. um and I think it's just so important to reiterate that it's never too late now is the time the only regret you'll ever have is if you don't start today yes yeah because it is such a journey yeah exactly um you know we we're exactly where we're supposed to be there's there's no point thinking oh I wish I had you know tuned into my abilities when I was younger or or this or that or whatever yes I think like now is the time like there's a reason why it's now if it is coming up for you it's never too late you know whether yeah whether you're in your 20s your 30s your 40s your 50s like you know now now is the time like how do you really want to live the rest of your life especially like for me I just had this burning desire to want to help and I didn't know what that looked like um but yeah, like th- there's never there's never a wrong time. It's never too late. Like if you're feeling it, then just really lean in. And you know, like at the start, I only had an hour a week to myself. But it's about um, you know just really looking at your life, getting clear on what's important and maybe you'll have to shuffle things and, you know, reschedule things and, you know, turn the TV off and just get clear on on what is important to you. And then over time you'll, you'll find the time, you know, and I think that's what sort of just happens when, when you love something and you want to do something, you just find the time to do it. Yeah. And I would love to hear your belief system on this, that when so many empaths come mm-hmm. and say, I just want to help, 
Yeah. Do you perceive that's an external reflection on an internal problem that I need to help myself? Um, yeah, I would say like it's 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 probably both true. Like I think, yeah, empaths we can feel what other people are feeling and we we want to help them because we don't want them to feel like that. But again, you know, most of the time we're feeling like that too, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's a really great place to start being an empath, learning to help yourself so that you can help others because, you know, when we're coming from a place of, like, lack, and, I mean, I was exhausted, I was tired, I, I never had any energy um, and I didn't understand why. And I could, you know, really, I can't help anyone unless I help myself. Mm-hmm. So part of my journey was about helping myself and, um, you know, healing myself. And, um, and then, and now, because I've done that, I'm in a place where I can help others and still have a boundary where if I'm needing more, if I'm needing to have some space for myself, which I I always do every week. I allow myself that time. But, you know, if I'm needing something extra, then that's on me to give that to myself and have that boundary in place. Because, again, I can't be a good mum if I'm feeling tired, exhausted, if I'm feeling all sorts of emotions that are coming up you know, how am I going to speak to my kids in a loving, kind way when I'm not loving and being kind to myself and I'm not, you know, being aware of what is coming up for me? You know, if I'm in a state of fear, how am I going to be calming and grounded for them, you know? Yeah. And a big thing I've been reflecting on lately and I would love to hear your opinions on this is, if we can't self-soothe as an adult, how can we teach a child to self-soothe? Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, like I, I, I've always parented my kids to um, feel their feelings and, um, you know, if I see that they're maybe acting out or, you know, they're having a bit of, so I've got two kids, if there's like a bit of a conflict between the two of them, you know, I ask myself the question, okay, well, what's really going on here? Like, why is he acting like that? Like, why is he really crying? Is there something else that's going on? And so, yeah, I just really try to, have empathy and really look at things like from their point of view because in their world things that seem little to us are really big to them in their world and I guess you know I do understand that because that's like how I felt as a child um so so yeah it's just um it's about just you know letting them feel their feelings And then we just discuss, like, are you feeling sad because of this? 
and then just giving them the space to feel that and you know let them cry let them be angry and then ask see my kids they're so different my my son he really likes that comfort whereas my daughter I really have to ask permission do you want mommy to give you a hug or do you just need some space um so sometimes they they want to self-soothe and sometimes they really just need that that comfort and again you know parents you're, you are that grounding energy for your children. So sometimes they, they need that. So, yeah, yeah. And it's so beautiful to witness because you were clearly a highly empathic child mm. and to witness you coming full circle and breaking all of that and breaking all of those lineages and lines and coming to that full fruition to helping them actually heal because to feel is to heal, to move yes. through and transform it means that that energy is being stored in our physicality in our physical body it's not going to cause discomfort or dis-ease and that's really the point of all of the stuff we do by feeling and healing and moving and somatic release and breath work and journaling is all about releasing in a way so we can understand the internal into the external yeah yeah and I think like when we talk about healing there's so many different ways to heal like I talk about journaling and meditation um and and breath work I really like breath work that is what really resonates for me but my son like he loves playing the guitar or I have a sound bowl or listening to music like that is really healing for him like music mm-hmm. and he'll I mean he's only five and he'll just start strumming on the car the guitar and he'll just start like singing a song that he made up and like for him that's really healing and he likes listening to meditations when he goes to sleep whereas for someone else like you know singing or um running or you know the gym or like just physical movement Mm -hmm. that that could be really healing um yeah there's so many different ways to heal and it doesn't have to look the same for everybody you know and and we don't have to just do one thing we can try a bunch of different things like for me when I'm feeling a certain way you know I just ask myself like what is going to be the best way to like sit and acknowledge this and then transmute it and you know sometimes it's a salt bath or like a float you know it's it's different all the time so yeah that's really important to know that there are different things that you can do yeah and at the end of the day intuition is just knowing Mm. yourself and listening Mm -hmm. and thus interacting like I think so many people get caught up in oh you're a psychic you tell the future I'm actually just really good at knowing myself and my gut intuition and just knowing what's coming and what's coming up. Like I know myself so well that I can feel what isn't mine in this room. Yes. Yeah. And so many people take that to such a huge extent, but it's really just self-sovereignty at its highest power. It's not woo-woo, it's human. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. Um, This journey you know, there's, there's such this idea of what spirituality and woo-woo and psychic is. But, yeah, like you say, like being psychic 
it, it is all about knowing what is yours and what is not yours. And it's all about energy. Yeah. And yeah. you've done such an amazing job at raising your vibration mm. and just allowing yourself to be in the capacity to hold and soothe self. So when we talk about vibration, we have to have a high enough of vibration, but that comes with sovereignty. So like knowing self. So what are your kind of go-tos for raising your vibration? Yeah. So um, I have morning practices. So that is meditation, journaling, and I like to do a reading on myself, you know, with tarot or oracle cards. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't always do that every morning because I do have kids and sometimes they're up at 5am, but I can really see when I haven't been doing it. Um, so overall, I like to do those practices every day to keep my vibration high throughout the week. Mm -hmm. Say I do, you know, wake up a little bit grumpy or, you know, sometimes, you know, we pick up other people's energy, especially having kids, you know, they, they can go, you know, up and down with their emotions. And as a mum, we take that on sometimes. So, um putting on like a really great tune and just like dancing silly, like whether it's on my own or whether we do it as a family because everyone's feeling like they're in a bit of a funk. I find like for me that is what just shifts the vibration and my frequency. It just gets me in a better mood. When we do it as a family, like the kids are laughing and it's that connection as well, like between the four of us. Um, so that's what I really love. I did mention like salt baths before. Um, that's just one way that I cleanse my energy when I have been around a lot of people. Um, so I guess, you know, I have things that I do to like quickly shift myself out of that lower vibration. And then I have things that I do like regularly, whether it's daily or weekly, to just ensure that I maintain that vibration. Yeah. And I think so many people who aren't so in the woo-woo as yeah. us, right? They're like, what does it mean to shift your vibration? It means to come back to a place where you're energetically uncharged, where you have the capacity to read yourself, read others and be content. Like a lot of the spiritual world has these words that we don't realize just associate being human. Like the yeah. point of life is to be content. I don't say happy. Happiness yeah. is a frequency, is a place I get to probably four to five times a day. Contentment yeah. is the aim of my long game. I want to be content for the rest of my life because yes. that means that it's easy to reach joy and happiness and to come down to sadness and move through that. It's like this middle ground, right? Yeah. So I think it's really important to describe things in the humanness of it all because mm. it seems so untouchable. But at the end of the day, we're just talking about being human beings. Yeah. I mean, we have to, we have to experience those lower vibrational feelings of like fear, anger, grief to know what is in alignment with our lives. Like, if we weren't to feel those feelings, we wouldn't know what doesn't feel right, what situations didn't feel right, you know, and, and just making decis decisions in general. Like we, we wouldn't know 
where we're supposed to go and what we're supposed to do. And then to have those feelings of like joy and happiness, that is like when your souls light up. So like it is normal to go up and down. Like that's the point. Yeah, you yeah. know, we are human. And like you said, we are supposed to experience these emotions. Um, but in saying that, you know, when you learn how to heal yourself, you can recognize why you're feeling those lower emotions and then you'll have the tools to get yourself out of those emotions quicker than what you would do if you weren't healing. You know, like I look back and, you know, some, something would happen, but I would stay in that emotion of fear or anger for like days, weeks, and I wouldn't know how to get myself out of it. But now... I can transmute it a lot quicker and then I know, you know, what again, what is in alignment, what I'm supposed to be doing and what is not for me, whether that's people, places, situations, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was laughing because it's so funny as you said that. I kind of reflected on my life and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's how I lived from the time I was 16 to the time I was like 18, just yeah. in a shit vibration. Nothing mm. was good enough. I didn't have... I had everything a girl could want, right? I was yeah. so blessed. I had it all. I had the new car, the job. I left uni as ducks. Like I got it all. Like I had it all. I had an amazing partner, but it still wasn't good enough. It still yeah. wasn't great because I was constantly agitated. I couldn't understand if the agitation was the shift that I needed to step into. I need to yeah. actually feel it instead of push it aside. Yeah. And I think... And I want to thank you for allowing me to have that and talk about that in this podcast because we don't know what we have to heal until we've lived through it. Yeah. And hopefully from telling both of our stories, someone can reflect on themselves and realise that these feelings and emotions need to be shifted. Yeah. Like I would just say to anyone that's, yeah, like in this state of like agitation or like fear or anger, just really sit down and ask yourself, why am I feeling this? And it may like be like a situation, but what from that situation like triggered this big amount of, yeah, agitation or fear because there's got to be something in your past. And see, this is the thing. It'll be like a little argument or a little trigger, like someone will say something. But when it comes up, it's not just that anger in the moment. It's the anger from all the times that you've felt anger in the past because you haven't healed it. It's just mm. like layer on layer on layer on layer. And that's why you have this intense feeling of agitation, fear, grief, because it's just all the stuff that you haven't dealt with, which can seem really overwhelming. But, you know, it comes up in layers. So that, you know, we're constantly healing because it's like an onion we've talked about before, like you unpeel this onion. And so you, you unpeel the first layer and you're like, okay, I'm feeling agitation because of this. And then you really get to like the root of the problem. I mean, this is exactly like my anxiety. It was all fear. And once I started to unpeel the onion and unpeel the layers back, and understand what the anxiety was and what the fear was, the like the anxiety went. 
Like, it's amazing. But this mm. is why, like, I just wish that, you know, everyone would just do it. I wish it was talked about more because I just wish that everyone could just feel this, this level of, like, contentment. Because that's yeah. what, you know, like we talked about, like just to feel content and not to feel yucky because yeah, that's how I'm home. just like yuck, you know? Yeah. Inner peace is happiness. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just about learning it and finding it. And I think what you do is so needed because so many people have never felt contentment. Like I just, had a session with someone and they were just like I don't think I've ever felt at peace and mm. he's a 40 year old man and I was to hear that to me mm. is shocking like I feel so blessed to be on the journey that I have it may be rocky and it may have had a lot of dark nights of the soul but it's got me to where we need to be and we all get there in due time so whenever mm. you're listening to this at whatever time please heed person's words because they are powerful they are potent they are giving you the stats you need yeah is there anything else you want to add in that you feel like our listeners may need to know before we wrap up this week's episode um I would just say if you're in that state of just yeah feeling yucky feeling agitated feeling fear grief just sit with self, hand on the heart, and just tell yourself, like, I love you, you are safe, and just feel that love. Like, just imagine you're just surrounded by this white light of love and just give yourself that love because that's the first step, just loving yourself, forgiving yourself, and just by doing that yeah you're you're already taking the first step so just love yourself give yourself kindness and forgiveness and um and yeah just start because it's like an amazing journey and it's so life-changing and people think that we're too out there but at the end of the day we're just coming back to a place of self-love because self-love will lead you to your gut intuition and then your intuition just grows and flows and it all becomes so effortless and easy and that's the kind of the place that you and I both want everyone to get to because we've seen the effects that it can have in our own powerful lives yeah yeah thank you (laughs) no worries I'm so grateful that you could have been here today and I'm so glad that we got to chat openly and honestly and thank you for sharing your journey so if you guys are watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast I will link Kirsten below follow her at Kirsten Earl underscore no Instagram just at Kirsten L okay no 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 (laughs) underscore (laughs) cool but they'll find you so I hope to see you guys all next week I hope you have a beautiful intuitive week stay healthy stay happy and question yourself lots and I will see you all next week